0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to light up you say, Coochie. Don't worry. We'll get around to that. Everybody else has had their say. I know that's what you've come here for. The numbers are 416 870 590 590 Stop laughing, Barker. 188 666 is a text line. Just a minute here. Getting the flame retardant stuff on here. Just want to make sure, you know. Just want to make sure that we're good to to go. But, Kevin, before we talk about Yusei Kikuchi, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, could we talk about Yusei Kikuchi, let's take the path less traveled. Let's talk about the lack of offense tonight. Let's talk about the approaches and a couple of key situations because, yes, the Jays lost. Yes, you say Kikuchi stunk, but Kevin, offensively, the Jays had a lot of chances here with the right
1: guys at the plate,
0: and they couldn't come through.
1: I, I, well, I wish it was bad approaches, but you think about the fifth inning with first and third uh, with one out, and Teoscar comes up. He gets a he gets a slider right down the middle. I mean, it's a good pitch to hit. He 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 had a decent decent swing at it. He just didn't hit it hard enough. You know, sometimes. You're looking for a pitch. You get the pitch that you're looking for, and you just don't hit it hard. And that's the one of the situations, the double play in the fifth inning. And in the eighth inning, you had Merrifield come up first and second with two outs. He got a he got a four-seamer right down the middle, and he grounds out. It's a good pitch to hit. You know, it's, it's not a bad approach. He got his pitch to hit. He just didn't hit it. And then in the ninth inning with first and second, Bo comes up. That's a 100-mile-an-hour fastball right down the middle. If you're going to look for something off of Batista, you're going to look for it a little up, look right down the middle. He got it, and he just didn't. Didn't hit it you know it's it's very hard to come on here they had their chances but it's very hard to say that they had bad approaches they did they got some really good pitches to hit for whatever reason they just didn't hit them hard enough and you know maybe it has a lot to do with the the guy that you have starting for your team meaning the blue jays i mean it's just like it's like he rocks you to sleep when you, when you're playing behind him it's it's very hard to go and have quality at bat after quality at bat because of what you're seeing on the mound and it's you know he's an easy target right the the question is how many times do you keep running him out there? I, I mean, I guess until Ross Stripling comes back, they really don't really have a choice. Like, they're going to have to continue to hope he goes out there and, and can be somewhat competitive. I mean, I guess you can say he he gutted it up a little bit and actually gave him five innings because after that third inning, Jeff, you could almost went out there and got him after that, after he gave up the two home runs in the third inning. You know, he threw a bunch of non-competitive pitches. I know we were starting with the offense, but I'm gonna bring this right on back around to the guy starting on the mound. You know, I heard Danny Jansen talking to Hazel May before the game, and he/she asked Danny, "What does you say Kikuchi need to do to be good?" And he said three things: simplify, attack, and throw strike one. Do you think he did any three of those? Well, we'll go. We'll go with strike one. He faced 22 batters, Jeff. He threw eight strike ones. That for me is just, you, you know, I, I understand I, it's not like he's not trying to throw strike ones, but until you actually start seeing that, you know, get at least to 50%, I know the the league average is like 62%. He's probably not going to be close to that, but to give himself an actual chance to make the slider and the split change that much better, he's got to throw more strike ones. So it's a very frustrating night. Again, you asked me on Blair and Barker what I expected to see from him. It's... One of the questions I think that I'll never have an answer for, Jeff.
0: Well, the good news is you've got at least two more years to figure it out. Great point. Maybe. 7-4, the Orioles beat the Blue Jays. Folks, the Baltimore Orioles, my Baltimore Orioles, (laughs) Kevin Barker. My Baltimore Orioles are three games back of the Blue Jays. Think about that. The Jays are closer to the Orioles than they are to the Yankees. That didn't come out the way I wanted it to, but you know what I mean. four one six eight seven zero zero five ninety star five ninety one triple eight triple six zero five ninety five ninety five ninety. You want to weigh in, you have myself and Kevin Barker here for another half hour on Blue Jays talk. We can light up you say Kikuchi if you want. You want to talk about the Jays approaches at the plate or You want to talk about the Jays' bullpen. Kevin, yes, you say Kikuchi buried the team early, but Baltimore got a couple of add-on runs against Trent Thornton and Trevor Richards, and we saw the Orioles' bullpen, which traded away its its all-star closer, but still has guys with high, high octane, high octane coming out of that bullpen.
1: Yeah, they do. Again, you know, the, the Blue Jays, I think... 102
0: for Felix Batiste.
1: Yeah, and it's moving and the split finger, that tunneling thing off of that fastball that's got 102, it allows him to throw 100 right down the middle and get away with it. That's what we yell and scream about velocity. You want to know what velocity does late in games? It just allows you to not have to be as fine and tack the strike zone because you think you can get away with that, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, Trent Thornton, I think he gave up the home run. He's decent. He He came in and Got a big double play there when, when Yusei Kikuchi allowed a runner to get on base. So, you know, he gives up a home run because of location. That's that's sort of the theme. You kind of expect that from him. Trevor Richards, look, he throws a lot of non-competitive fastballs. That, that's sort of the theme of, with him all year is being able to stay on top of the fastball and throw it where he wants to throw it to make the changeup better. And a lot of times he has issues doing that. And when he does, because he doesn't throw hard enough, he tends to give up runs, and I'm with you. Add-on runs are a big deal. You you know, when your offense is struggling a little bit to get the big hit, that's when your bullpen needs to sort of step it up and, and continue to get big outs and keep your team in it. They just didn't do enough. But, again, give the Baltimore Orioles credit. Hey, I'm not going to hate on you, Jeff, for getting on the bandwagon. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> Jump getting Jump all up. over that bandwagon. Uh, come on, man. I'm not – you
0: know, I feel I, – I feel I, – I feel, uh, like I need less of a shower jumping on this bandwagon because Buck <laughs> Showalter isn't there. You know, I feel like it's a, it's a cleaner bandwagon. Perhaps it won't suck my soul. Right. As much as a Buck Showalter led bandwagon would. But, uh, listen, this is, a, this is a great story. It's a great story. The Baltimore Orioles are a team. We did, I mean, we had Dan Connolly on Blair and Bark that he covers the team. He had him for 106 losses, and he was being accused of being an optimist. <laughs> and 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 you look at where they are now. we, you know, we I'm going to give us on our show credit because we saw in that series earlier in the year we were talking about that lineup, and you know, people can laugh roll their eyes at the Orioles. There are some guys in that lineup that are not easy outs.
1: No, no you know, question, no question. You know, I, Mount, I really and Mount. La- Mountcastle Mount- to me is—he's been struggling. I mean, he a wears bit, these but guys you, out. You can tell he he gets a pitch that he's looking for and and he doesn't miss it, especially against the Blue Jays. They've has been struggling a little bit trying to stay in the big part of the field. But that's why you come out early. You know, Dan Shulman was talking about. You saw him out early working on some things, and you translate that over to the field. You help the team win a baseball game. Yeah, they're scrappy. Again, he, the the Orioles are totally different than the Blue Jays. There's no expectations. Just go go out and have as much fun as you can. Try and grow as a baseball player and have so, a lot of fun doing it. And the Blue Jays are just the opposite of that. The Blue Jays aren't here to develop. They're here to win a bunch of baseball games. Carolyn Woodbridge, you want to talk about Bo Bichette? Yes. Two – it never fails. Two on, two out, and Blow Bichette comes up to the plate. <laughs> Did I you call
0: him up. Blow Bichette?
1: <laughs> yes. He blows the inning every time. So oh, you, it's a guaranteed third out if he's on and there's two on, two out. The other thing is we send we have these wonderful – well, we get pitchers. They're supposed to be groomed and become wonderful. They aren't. We send them somewhere else, and then they become wonderful. So maybe we should look at our pitching coach as well. Anyways, what yeah. do you gentlemen have to say?
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll say this about and, – and, and thanks for the call, Carolyn. I'll, I'll say this about the pitching. Uh, look the i mean the jays have had a difficult time putting a bullpen together for a couple of years now i mean they just have and i know that yes the the bullpen's numbers in july were not horrible but they were playing some they're playing some mediocre teams in july and there does come a time where you just have to you have to believe what your eyes are telling you and for most of us the eye test is that this bullpen does not match up with the best bullpens in baseball. More to the point. And that's not even – the issue isn't even that. The issue is, does this bullpen win for you in the postseason? Because that's that's what this is about. That's entirely what this is about. It's not about being good in July. It's about do you win in the postseason? Do you feel comfortable with this bullpen in, uh, going into the postseason? I mean, I don't. And, and, Kevin, I'll turn it over to you, but as for Bo Bichette, well, I'm going to let you answer because, you know, I, I think you've you've been pretty clear about about Bo Bichette, and it's it's not a mystery what's you know what's what's perplexing him. It's not a it's not a mystery. I don't think about what the issue is with Bo. The the situation is how do you correct it? And I will say this: I wonder, Kevin, if Bo, and we're not around the team on a daily basis. I wonder if he needs to spend more time working on his hitting and less time fielding. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It's, <coughs> Turn that's it over hard. to you. Well, that's hard for us to comment on because we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, we obviously see him taking batting practice on the field, but defense is a big part of his game. He, he takes a lot of a pride in, in playing good defense because he, you know, he's taking some heat over that. Like he's not good enough to be on a championship team playing shortstop. And, You know, he he takes offense to that and wants to be better at it. Offensively, look, I've been the one guy that says he has all the talent in the world to be a really good hitter. He just needs to refine what he doesn't swing at. Like, that's the big thing at the big leagues. Anybody that fails as a hitter in the big leagues normally is good enough to be a big leaguer, but it's that – what you're not swinging at, right? Are you chasing pitchers' pitches early in counts? Can you lay off a, a strike-to-ball breaking ball? Can you compete with two strikes? All the things that you have to do to consistently be a big leaguer. And, you know, a lot of the times, you know, at least some of the times, Bo is a little frustrating because, you know, he gets himself out. And just if he could just tone it back a little. We see when he does get a good pitch, like the last event, that's 100 miles an hour. That's a good swing on a good pitch to hit. It was just a hundo. like <laughs> that. That's the difference, right, is when you're facing these guys with high-octane stuff, you really got to think about getting the ball a little bit more out in front, but it was a good pitch to hit. He just didn't hit it in the right spot. So, you know, again, if the Blue Jays want to go as far as, I, you know, everybody thinks they want to go and thinks they can – make a, a serious run at this thing. Bo's going to have to do some things. And and I think if he just sort of will take a step back and maybe refine his approach a little bit, maybe it will give him better opportunity to try and do that.
0: 416-870-0590, star 590, one 4 The Baltimore Orioles beating the Blue Jays. Lots of home runs in this game for the Orioles. They tied into Yusei Kikuchi early added on some runs against trent thornton and trevor richards the jays had an awful lot of opportunities in the eighth and ninth inning to wrap up or to uh, to extend the game or to put together rallies ended up coming up short boba hitting into a game ending double play which pretty much summed up the whole night for the blue jays Juden london you uh want to revisit something mr barker said about uh, yusei kikuchi and the impact his starts having the team please go ahead
1: Oh, thank you, guys. Yeah, I,
0: I think, Barker, you nailed it because I'm going to use an analogy. Just bear with me. When I used to play slow picks, all you had to do as a pitcher is throw strikes because <laughs> your team would get bored behind you if you tried to nibble and whatever, right? And I think you hit it, Barker, is I don't think they have the confidence when he's up there. And I, I know they're professional hitters, and they're not spo- they're supposed to ignore that. When I heard he was pitching, I was like going, oh, this is going to be another journey today that I'm going to be frustrated. And I'm wondering if they feel the same way. Um, So that's what I just wanted to say. I I don't know what you have to do with him. I mean, I I know we owe him two more years, but I just don't like him when he comes up. I, I don't know if we can put him in the bullpen or just do something, but I don't like him starting anymore. I think he just takes away energy from our team. Yeah, Jude, that's a great call. Thanks, thanks for the call, and thanks for the point. Look, Kevin, I've been very clear. He's in the bullpen, and I'll, you know, he he's he's Trent Thornton for me. I'll, I'll use him in garbage time. I understand he's got the contract. Yeah, you know, we can worry about that in the off season, right? We can worry about that contract in the off season. Right now, it's what do I need to do to give my team a chance to go to the postseason, and if that means I've got to eliminate guys because they're not good enough then too bad and i'm hoping yeah you know, i understand this is a collaborative thing with the blue jays i'm hoping the general manager is going to listen to the coaching staff and his ba- and the baseball people here i'm hoping we're not seeing you say kakuchi in here because the general manager feels he has to justify that contract and he's putting pressure on the coaching staff to go in there to have him in there i, I don't want to see that if he's not any good don't use him period and then we'll worry about
1: the contract in the offseason. I'm not sure until Ross Stripling comes back you can put him in the bullpen. I'm with you. And, again, you know, I, I know you say put him in garbage time, but th- that contract will be very hard doesn't to just pitch him it, in, contra- in, in, it, in garbage time. It doesn't time. matter, Kevin. And, Kevin, you, and also, you, you,
0: it doesn't – the contract, Kevin, doesn't matter. Like I, I, People keep bringing this up. You want to go to the postseason. He's no good right now. Don't use him. You George Springer's getting a ton of money. He's hurt. He can't play right now. Put him on the I.L. Like, you, we got to forget about this contract. The contract cannot have a say in whether or not you pitch this year if you're continually putting your team behind the eight ball.
1: Who's your it fifth just starter? Can't. Who's your fifth starter?
0: Find one. Pull somebody up from them. I don't care who it is. Find one. Find one. And just don't. I don't want to see him again. Not this year. Or again, have him out there when have him out there in garbage time. But I don't care about the contract. I don't care about his feelings. I don't care about what he's going to do next year. I I just don't. I don't care about him. I don't. And, and I mean, nothing's worked. They faked an injury or created an injury for this guy. I, they've done everything they can, short of getting him to throw right-handed, which may be the next thing. I mean, they've basically done everything they can with this guy. He's not doing anything for him. So put him in the bullpen. Just throw him aside. You're not saying anything.
1: Well, I don't know. again, you, you you can yell and scream and say all, all that you want, but the depth of their minor league system when they're trying to win and go to the playoffs and make a run at this thing, they're going to need the fifth guy, especially with Alec Manoa innings and Kevin Gosman, all the things you got to take care of that. And now you're trying to. I, I get it. I'm the same with you. You say Kikuchi's a tough watch, <laughs> but but it's if not you if a you, tough watch, he's yeah. he's 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 sucking the life
0: out of your team. He's you draining ha- your bullpen.
1: If you have better options, I'm, I'm sure they will try and find those, but I'm just not sure they do.
0: 416-870-05. And
1: wasn't sad, I said
0: it wasn't all going to be about Yusei Kikuchi. It's turned in Yusei Kikuchi. 416 star five ninety one triple H 7 4 the Orioles won. Yep, Yusei Kikuchi did it to the Blue Jays once again. We'll continue talking about it. It's Blue Jays talk with Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590, the fan and the Sportsnet radio network. All right, we'll get back to the phone lines, but uh, let's take care of a little business right now, shall we? And now the Bet365 standings update. Just download the app and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. 19 plus play responsibly Ontario only. The Red Sox and the uh, Rays have today off. The Yankees are just starting their game in Seattle against the Mariners. And Kevin Barker. Aaron Boone had a team meeting today to remind his team that there are a gazillion games ahead of everybody else. In the division. Team meetings. you got (laughs) to love Team meeting. After a long flight in Seattle, team meeting, the Yankees. All kidding aside, they're scuffling a bit. They've lost five in a row. This is the first real skid of the year for the Yankees. They got swept in St. Louis. But, uh, yeah, so there you go. There you go. Team meeting with Aaron Boone. Say, boys, we still got a a nine-and-a-half lead. Actually, all he did is he walked in the the meeting. There's this old story about Sir Alex Ferguson when he, met, when he managed Manchester United and they were playing Tottenham, Hotspur. It didn't matter what was going on. He'd walk into the middle of the locker room before the game and go, shh. Boys, you hear that? It's Spurs. And then they just go out and win because, you know you know, you know what Aaron Boone said today? Guys, as bad as things are, look who's starting for the Blue Jays today. Come on, let's go get them. <laughs> That's exactly what Aaron Boone did. Come on, boys. Let's go get him. Things ain't all bad. Anyhow, the Bet365 standings update. Um, Maybe I went went a little overboard anyhow. But the the Bet365 standings update. The Yankees, they uh, are, as of now, they have a 10-game lead over the Blue Jays. So they were 9.5 ahead. Before tonight's game, that was the closest anybody'd been to the Yankees since the middle of June. So it's understandable that it would be cause for panic with the Yankees. They've got a ten-game lead. They're seventy and thirty-nine going into tonight's game. Your Blue Jays, Kevin Barker, are sixty and forty-nine. They're a game and a half up on the top wild card spot. Tampa Bay, they're fifty-eight and fifty. Here come the Baltimore Orioles, fifty-seven and fifty-two, a game and a half, a game and a half out of the wild card. I get, think about that, a game and a half out of the wild card. They've put a little bit of room between themselves and the Boston Red Sox. The Red Sox are fifty-four and fifty-six. The O's are seven and three in their last ten, and uh, they're thirty-two and twenty-one at home. They're having a little bit of success at home as well. Seven games under 500 against teams over 500. Toronto is eight games below 500 against teams greater than 500. Oof. So think about that. Think about that. The Blue Jays are 29 and
1: 37 against teams that are better than 500. Yeah, you got to get a timely hitter every once in a while against a good team. That's what you have to do, and they're not doing it. No, no.
0: And uh, the second game of the series will go tomorrow night, 7:10. First pitch. Alec Manoa on the mound. Uh, against the uh, Orioles. And a reminder that John Schneider, the manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, will join us tomorrow on Blair and Barker. Hopefully he'll still come
1: on. Are you going to ask him what he's going to do with Yusei Kikuchi? Put him he's in the bullpen and right. forget about him. Never pitch him again, ever.
0: But, you see, here's the thing. You know what John's going to say. Because, let's face it, one of the issues with Charlie Montoyo and this got out eventually but one of the issues with Charlie Montoya was people thought that he threw people thought that he threw his pitchers under the bus a little too much that was one of them i mean we can say it that was one of the things that people thought about charlie montoya he no was question. creating a bit of a split in the clubhouse and he did he he was not i'll say this for charlie he reached a point where he had zero you know what's left to give with you say I mean, he really did you know, he was only marginally less pissed off than I am right now about Yusei Kikuchi. So I think John Schneider's going to say, you know what? Hey, he had a tough start, but he rallied. He gave us five innings. I mean, that's all he can say. Andre and Nanaimo, you're on with uh, Blair and Barker. What's up, Andre? Hi, guys. Um, I'd like to get your take on our friend, Mr. Swish Vigio. Swish. Well, we got Blow Bichette and Swish Big- <laughs> Biggio here. We've reached that point, Kevin, where we're getting nicknames. Go ahead. Well, what you know, it seems that, uh, you know, every time that we have, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing uh, that Biggio pulls off that uh, Bichette pulls off. We've got people on base, and it's either Swish or, you know, infield fly every time. So he hits a home run tonight, but he strikes out twice.
1: Yeah. You, you
0: know, like, what's going on with Espinal? Well, that's – that, and, and that's something we we're going to talk to John Schneider about, and thank you for the call, Andre. That's a good point, Kevin. Look, uh, Santiago Espinal. Uh, I mean, he's scuffling a little bit now too. I mean, he hasn't exactly been in a role. Uh,
1: look, Kevin Biggio is uh, – The 26th guy on the yeah. baseball team. Yeah, yeah. That's what he is. The
0: only thing preventing him from being the 26th guy in the team is Brad Bradley Zimmer. I mean, I can't put it any other way, right? I mean, maybe Cavan's, I don't know, 24th, 25th, whatever the hell it is, because Bradley Zimmer's on the team. The second Bradley Zimmer's gone, Cavan Bidjoe becomes that guy. Look, Cavan Bidjo, I think he's a uh, he's, he's utility guy, and I do think that he gets overexposed when he plays a lot. That, that's not the same thing against Cavan. I just... I just don't think he's an everyday player on a on a playoff team. I've said that. I think he can contribute. I think he's got a spot, Kevin, on a good team. He does a lot of little things right. You know, never mind what that game in Minnesota. That was a bit of an outlier. He does a lot of things right. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with the caller. It's, it's a certain point. Yeah, you know, I think it's almost like you're trying to get blood out of a stone with him.
1: You are. Well, they're for, they're forcing it sometimes because he's left-handed. I mean, they right. they're, they, they are right. begging for balance, and they're right. begging for it. Like, and we
0: saw that tonight late in the game. You texted me right away. No question. And you said, "This, close your eyes and pretend that's a playoff game. 100-mile righty, 100-mile righty, 100-mile righty, 100-mile righty. That, that's all teams are going to do no in, in the playoffs against the Blue Jays.
1: You got two pitches. You can go away with it. You can go up with it. Uh, you can – you know, tunnel a secondary pitch, make it look like a strike, and get some chase because they're a bunch of right-handed hitters. not the right-handed hitter's fault. You know, they're doing the best they can to try and let the ball travel. But you try and let a 100-mile-an-hour ball travel and stay inside it and try and hit it up the middle. It's impossible to do it consistently. Occasionally, you're going to do it. But it's a tough ask. They need let's balance.
0: The, let's go to the text line a little bit. Mark in Manitoba. is the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball. I just can't watch his games anymore. I'd rather watch tennis. Whoa! Now, come on, Mark. (laughs) Come on. Surely there must be some grass growing in your backyard that you can go and watch instead of tennis. Right? There's got to be. I mean, it's Manitoba. There's something growing in your backyard. Trust me. There's something growing in your backyard that you can watch instead of tennis. You should know, Blair. (laughs) Andrew in Ottawa. You need the bats to get hot starters to go deep in the game when we're in the playoffs. We're going to need a surprise in the pen as well. Hopefully, Pearson. Merriweather, Gage. Yeah, I mean the uh, yeah uh, Merriweather. I mean I don't know. Pearson's throwing from flat ground, 120 feet or whatever. When Gunter. would you ever get Merriweather the ball? In yeah, the I mean, wake inning? me up when wake me up when Pearson's pitching to another human being. Um, frankly, I it's just he, he yeah. Would would I take him right now? Yeah, I'd take him right now if he was healthy. I'd take him right now if he was healthy and not even that good. I'd take You'd him. Right start now him. You'd start him. You would start him. And I might start. <laughs> I might start him. Uh, Paul and the Quarthas. Even if you get three wins out of the five from the starters, the rest of the way it won't be enough to hold the wild card. Barker's the best. Well, Barker is the best. Absolutely. Three wins out of five. From I, I. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm not in the point yet where I'm going to say that the hold in the wild card is tenuous. But uh, let. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's see what the Mariners. Let's see what the Mariners and Yankees do in this series right now. Let's see what the Mariners and Yankees do. I'm not as all in in the Mariners as a lot of people are. Um, but that uh, – I think they got good me. pitching
1: and they got a, a couple of, what, three or four guys in their lineup that can give you a, a really good at bat or tough outs. Yeah. That, that's going to uh, be
0: tough to beat. They do have the swagger. Gareth and Bowmanville. I know they got wit to protect center field and give infield versatility. But knowing the problem with you, say, trading away Castillo put this team in a problematic situation – um, especially being down two starters, is there anyone in Tripoli you can't keep rolling the dice every time he starts? You know, one of the questions is if you know Ross Stripling is hurt. I mean, I guess you need Whit Merrifield, but if you know Ross Do Stripling you? is hurt, I don't know. Top of your Would I rather have Max Castillo? Would right I rather have had him make the start tonight? Hell no yet. question. Without without question, at least I'm gonna. At least he's gonna. At least he's gonna compete. That, I think, is the bottom line here with Yusei Kikuchi is there's just far, 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 far too many non-competitive pitches. I don't care if a guy goes out there and gets lit up because he's pitching his ass off and he's just not very good. I'll tip my cap to him. But I don't like seeing a guy who's got some stuff basically go out there and try to finger paint like this guy is. Anyhow. We'll have a lot to talk about with John Schneider tomorrow. No <laughs> way you're going to ask him all these questions. <laughs> <laughs> right, I am. No way. I'm right, I am. I'm right, I am. I mean, I might be a little nicer. <laughs> Tune
1: in to see if he'll it. do
0: it. Be <laughs> a little nicer about it. He knows what to expect. John Schneider on with Blair and Barker tomorrow from 10 to noon Eastern on Sportsnet 590, the fan and Sportsnet 360. Dan O'Dowd as well, joining us from MLB Network. It's going to be a lot of fun. So. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans.